Are you ready to take your intermittent fasting lifestyle to the next level? There's nothing better than community to help with that. In the Delay Don't Deny community, we all embrace the clean fast, and there's just the right support for you as you live your intermittent fasting lifestyle. You can connect directly with me in the Ask Jen group, and I'll answer all of your questions personally. If you're new to intermittent fasting or recommitting to the intermittent fasting lifestyle, join the 28-Day Fast Start group. After your fast start, join us for support in the first-year group. Need tips for long-term maintenance? We have a place for that. There are many more useful spaces beyond these, and you can interact in as many as you like. Visit jenstevens.com community to join us. An annual membership costs just over a dollar a week when you do the math. If you aren't ready to fully commit for a year, join for a month, and you can cancel at any time. If you know you'll want to stay forever, we also have a lifetime membership option available. IF is free. You don't need to join our community to fast. But if you're looking for support from a community of like-minded intermittent fasters, we're here for you at jenstevens.com community. That's jenstevens.com community. Achieving my long-term goals is more about creating healthy habits and less about quick fixes. And that's why I love both intermittent fasting and daily harvest. Tim Spector, a gut health expert and founder of Zoe, and Dr. B, gastroenterologist and author of Fiber Fueled, recommend that you aim for at least 30 unique plant foods per week. Daily Harvest helps make it easy. One of my favorite options is the sweet potato and wild rice hash harvest bowl. With Daily Harvest, I'm getting tons of plant-based options built on organic fruits and vegetables that are easy to prep and free of weird ingredients such as fillers, seed oils, and added sugars. Create healthy habits that last with Daily Harvest. For a limited time only, go to dailyharvest.com ifstories to get $30 off your first box plus free shipping. That's dailyharvest.com ifstories for $30 off your first box and free shipping. Daily harvest.com slash is stories. Welcome to Intermittent Fasting Stories. I'm your host, Jen Stevens, author of the New York Times bestseller, Fast Feast Repeat, as well as the book that started it all, Delay Don't Deny. I lost over 80 pounds thanks to intermittent fasting after learning how to delay my eating rather than denying myself the delicious foods I want to eat. Now, Who's ready to hear an inspirational intermittent fasting story? That's why we're here. So let's get excited to talk to today's guest. Hi, everybody, and welcome to episode 341 of Intermittent Fasting Stories. Today, I'm here with Jackie. Jackie lives in San Francisco, California, and she is practicing pre-tirement. I love that word. She is a water aerobics teacher. She walks dogs and does dog sitting after retiring as a photographer, and she also has worked as an investigative reporter. So nice to have you here today, Jackie. I'm so excited to meet you. I'm I'm so excited. You're like my big idol. <laughs> you changed my life. Well, I I love hearing that, and that's what teachers do. We like to help people change their own lives, right? <laughs> exactly, right. I do that as a water aerobics instructor. Yeah. Well, you know, I loved water aerobics. We sold the house that was in that community that had the water aerobics. I can't do water aerobics anymore, but I do swim in the ocean whenever I can. 
That's great. Yeah, absolutely. Exercise is so important. Absolutely. Just something about being in the water and moving your body in the water. Why do we love that so much? Well, you know, first of all, it was your first home in utero. That was your first water home. But the other thing is, is that it's so kind and gentle on every part of your body with the all of the compression factor, everything flows. So if you go in the water in the morning, all of your juices are flowing. And plus it's it's a double form of exercise. Every time you put your arm up in real life on air and you let it drop, gravity pulls it down. But in the water, buoyancy works against that. So you're working the muscles to go up and then you're working them again to go down. So you get a double workout right, right off the bat without any extra effort. It's fabulous. Plus, if you are running in the water, 10 uh, steps is equal to 100 on land because of the difficulty of it. And it's, it's just, it's a big powerhouse, truly. Well, I love that. And when you're in the ocean, you're working against the current too. So like just standing in one place is like a full body workout. Exactly. And and that salt water adds a lot to the difficulty as well. It's like putting your arm through jello instead of through water. It's the salt water. Well, I sure do love it. Well, you know, I like to start by asking what brought you to intermittent fasting and when was that? So my story starts a little bit before intermittent fasting because I thought I was fat all my life. Now you can see me, I have black hair, well, silver, but I have blondes in my family and I had tall, blonde, slim sisters and I was never tall, never blonde and never slim. I was more of a package. So I kind of grew up with an idea in my head, thank you sisters, that I was pudgy. And so I started dieting and it was Atkins and The Zone and all those different ones. And I, you know, it was always I was trying to outrun my fork. I was only at the most 150 pounds, 153 around there on a five foot two frame, but it was pudgy. You know, there was a lot of pudge and fluff there. So I started Weight Watchers uh, eventually after all those 537 different ones. And Weight Watchers worked for me until it didn't. And when COVID hit, I was just barely maintaining my goal weight which was already a little high because I had gotten over breast cancer. Thank you very much, Lord. So my my weight level was a little high. My goal, sorry. Right. Anyway, I was desperately trying to hold on to my free status of being at the lifetime, right? The lifetime Weight Watchers. What was your your goal range for Weight Watchers? At that point was 145, which is a little heavy for me, truly. But I was hanging on to that just barely in during COVID. And they have a wonderful closed social media thing called Connect. And I have a lot of friends on there. In fact, I have I have 7,000 people who follow me. I don't even know why. But they, I have a lot to say, though. <laughs> so anyway, um, I'm like, kind of like you. I, when I find something I love, I just go for it. But anyway, so one of the my very good friends on there, she was starting intermittent fasting. And I was following her. And I was just like, I can't believe... I'm going to try that. And so no, when COVID hit on 2020, I was barely maintaining 145. And when we had to go back into the studio in November of 2021 and weigh in, I was freaking out because I didn't think I was going to weigh in at goal. And I started intermittent fasting and they kind of went along with each other pretty well. Weight Watchers teaching you what 
to eat, kind of, it's kind of, and um, intermittent fasting teaching you when. So November 6, 2021, I finished your book the day before, and I started that night. It was so exciting. I was so full of energy and excitement, and it's never given up, and I never missed a day since then. I fast every day. Like Lori Lewis says, she might be on another podcast. No, she's been on to. mine. She's been oh, on here twice. Okay. Yeah, she's been on here. She's a friend of mine. She is great. Yeah, she's great, right? And she, I quote her all the time. She says, it doesn't matter how, what your window is as long as you fast every day. So I never wake up and think, oh, I'm not going to fast today. Never even crosses my mind. So that's really fun. And I feel very proud of the fact that I, I, I use an app and it, it keeps track of it for me, so I don't have to do it. It's a no-brainer. Which app do you like? Life, L-I-F-E. Mm-hmm. It's free. It's great. It's easy. I don't have to. And they have some very interesting educational um, blog pieces on there. So I started it, and in November of 2021, and February of 2022, I went on vacation to Florida, and I was so slim. I, I mean, not only weight-wise, because I had lost, I dropped 20 pounds right wow. away. It was wow. just crazy. I was at, I was down at my goal weight, almost, and I had lost seven. And I did exactly what you said to do, because I'm the perfect you know student. I'm like, okay, I, I took pictures. I took yeah. my measurements every week. I weighed in. That was the only thing I did, that because I'm a daily weigher anyway. And I was so excited. It just was like, zoom, 17 inches of fluff I lost. I was so excited. I went to my friend's house in Florida in Nova in February of 2022. And she was just like, oh my gosh, it was great. And I, and I vacationed fasting. You know, I just didn't eat breakfast. I had coffee, black coffee. We swam all day and they would, they ate all day long. And but that's what we do, right? We eat right. breakfast, we have a snack on the beach, and then we have lunch, then we have more snacks, and then we have dinner, and then we snack all night. That's how I used to. Mm-hmm. And because Weight Watcher really doesn't want you to get hungry, <laughs> you know, you have to be careful. Don't get hungry. Oh, my word. And I can't believe how, once you go past that one period of time, and some people it's longer than others, you don't think about hunger, you know? I don't think about eating when I'm fasting. Sometimes I will at like, oh, I might want to have a creamy coffee now instead of a black coffee. But generally, I'm I'm pretty good as far as not thinking about it. Yep, it really is. A, it's all a mindset thing. Like today, we're recording this at 4:35, and Chad and I are going out to dinner tonight because we're celebrating our anniversary, which is actually tomorrow. Happy anniversary! Thank you. 32 years we've been oh, married, but wow. we're going out to celebrate tonight. You got so you got married in in 90. 90- 91. 91. Okay, we got married in 92. <laughs> okay. Yep, 91. And so um, we're not going to, our reservation is at 645. So, well, by the time we finish recording and by the time I get everything uploaded into, you know, the, the podcast editor platform and all that, and then drive on back over to our house and change my clothes. And I mean, you know, I'm not going to have a snack today, so I won't even get to the restaurant until 6:45. At the restaurant, will you open it with a will you open it with a snack at a restaurant? I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure I'll order an appetizer. You know, I'm I'm somebody who doesn't just have one plate of food, so I'll just have my multi-course meal at the restaurant. Probably we'll get an appetizer. I'm probably going to have a mocktail of some sort, maybe a salad and an entree. Yeah, 
I've followed your journey all the way through Prosecco every night to now. I mean, because I've li- been listening to you since 2021. I mean, like I'm a faithful listener. You and, and the Fasting Highway. I, I interviewed with him too. It was really fun. He's in Australia and he is just such an inspiration. Um, he's been on on this podcast two times. and So anyway, back, back to Fasting. Well, back to, I, back um, to you. you went to Florida. I went to Florida in February of 2022, and I just I could not believe how wonderful it felt to be in my skin. I was in the water all the time. I ate dinner every night. I don't drink alcohol anymore. I drink Beck's non-alcoholic beer. That's my favorite. And so I drank. I was drinking that and water at night, you know. And it was just really fun to to live so free, you know. It's like when I'm full, I can't eat anymore, and my body says stop. That's the coolest thing is the, oh, God, I'm losing my words right now. What is Appetite it called? correction. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Appetite correction really is amazing. And when people first start with intermittent fasting, they don't have it at first. And so they get panicked. They're like, my window opens. I'm binging. I'm so hungry. Why am I eating so much? This isn't going to work. That's why we don't expect weight loss at the beginning. But once you get fat adapted, your body's adapted, there's the appetite correction. You know when to stop. I'm a note taker. So I kept a note on every single thing I ate and everything that happened to me that first year, every single day. And I, I would sometimes go past that hunger signal, that, that appetite correction. And I would be, feel so awful. And I would write about it, you know, about how I missed my sigh. I didn't listen to the sigh, which I could totally hear now. And when I sigh, I'm like, I'm done. Yeah. The other thing was in the beginning, I did eat a lot and I was I was hurting for it. I was just like, oh, this is terrible. And you never felt like that before. You know what I mean? Like in normal days eating before before IF, I never felt that way. It's just, I had that post-Thanksgiving day feeling if I ate too much now. So it's, it's, a, it's a wonderful wake up. I did a little research on that because I love to research. And they talk about the stomach extenders where there's extenders in your stomach and they're little sensors and they're they're checking out for nutrition and what you ate and they don't work and they don't operate when you eat junk so you can eat a whole bag of like what is that puff you know oh my gosh pirate Pirate booty oh yeah i literally (laughs) can eat a whole bag there's no off signal for that the whole bag and it's all gone yeah and the reason you don't have an off signal is because it the stomach sensors are still looking for the nutrition. It's like you ate, but where's my? You know, it, it's like you always say, it's not calories it, that accounts; it's nutrition. Yeah, right? our bodies are. I really haven't heard that terminology before. Stomach extenders. I'm going to have to look that up and oh, stomach see. sensors. Se- se- I think they're sensors or extenders. Okay. I think. Okay. Um, but they're sensors in your stomach lining that are looking for the nutrients. Yes, they are. And it's, who did I come across? Who did I read? Uh, It might've been Jason Fung. It might've been Michael. What's his name with the Michael Pollan. Yeah. I'm terrible with remembering names. I have to write everything down and I have no notes in front of me. I apologize. (laughs) Okay. But I'll have to look, look for that specifically. It's, I've read so many things over the years that I like forget who said it and what I read, but you know, it sticks with you and the whole idea that our it, the the sensing of nutrients begins in the stomach. You know, our body is finely tuned to know what it needs and send you cravings for what what it needs. And if you're feeding it pirate booty, it's going to be like that wasn't it. Send something else, right? <laughs> I'm still hungry, right? And that's the weird thing is you could eat a whole bag of pirate booty and then still be hungry. And 
I've learned so much about that. Like, uh, who was I listening to about, um, there might've been one of your June podcast people was saying about, you know, you can never overeat steak. I mean, once your body says I had enough steak, your body says I've had enough steak. Don't give me any more. And you wouldn't even think about having more. It's like, no way, but you could definitely have more ice cream, right? (laughs) There's always room for that. What Jason Fung called that your second stomach or whatever, you know, you eat your whole meal and you're so full, then your second stomach's where the dessert goes. My my mom, she's uh, ninety six. Both of our moms are ninety six, which is really funny. And she said she taught my children that my little dessert compartment is still is still available. I'm full with my dinner, but I'm I still have my dessert compartment. That's so funny. Yeah, I'll probably have dessert tonight at dinner too. So <laughs> I love this way of eating. It's so freeing. We all face stress in our daily lives. What if the answer to a better stress response is in one key nutrient? I'm talking about magnesium, and specifically, Magnesium Breakthrough by Bioptimizers. This one-of-a-kind product is designed to reverse low levels of magnesium, which could have a positive effect on our stress response. But don't take my word for it. Here's a quote from a 2020 issue of the scientific journal Nutrients. Results suggest that stress could increase magnesium loss, causing a deficiency. And, in turn, magnesium deficiency could enhance the body's susceptibility to stress, resulting in a magnesium and stress vicious circle. I only recommend Magnesium Breakthrough by Bioptimizers. It's the only organic full-spectrum magnesium supplement that includes seven unique forms of magnesium for stress resilience and better sleep. Simply go to bioptimizers.com slash ifstories promo code IFSTORIES10 to get your magnesium breakthrough and find out this month's gift with purchase. That's bioptimizers.com slash IFSTORIES, promo code IFSTORIES10. If you've been listening to my podcast for a while, you know what a fan I am of Dr. Tim Spector and the work he's doing with Zoe. I was first introduced to his work in 2015, and I've been following his research ever since. What I love most about the Zoe Science and Nutrition podcast is that they have weekly interviews with world-leading experts who explain how their latest research can benefit your health. Recently, I was thrilled to finally meet him face-to-face as we recorded an episode for the Zoe Science and Nutrition podcast, and this episode aired on April 11th. We had a chance to talk about the world's biggest intermittent fasting study, and I had the opportunity to explain the clean fast to Jonathan, which may explain why he didn't enjoy his prior experiences with fasting. Search for Zoe Science and Nutrition on your podcast player or on YouTube to hear the latest episode, and don't forget to look for the April 11th episode to hear me, Tim, and Jonathan talk about the world's biggest intermittent fasting study. I do eat anything I want. I notice what I want sometimes has changed. And and sometimes I sit there, I, I heard on your, your one that I was listening to today about adulting when it comes yeah. to ice cream. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I really want some ice cream. And just because I can, does that mean that I really need to or do I really want it? No, I think I'm kind of full. The other thing is, is that when I eat too much sugar at night, I notice it the next day with my fasting's a little harder. And I think it's because I've filled up my glycogen stores. Is that right? Yep. Yep. That's that's what I would say. You know, if you eat excess sugar, your body stores it away. It's going to put it in your muscles. It's going to put it in your liver and hang on to it. And then the next day, it's got to go through all that. And you've refilled it. You're not going to flip that metabolic switch as early in the day. And it, it will make the fast a little bit harder. So, yeah, we definitely don't want to, to do that every day. 
because it does make the fast a little harder. And you start making those connections and then you're like, well, I don't really want that. I'll just have a little bit. Exactly. Like I will not buy Pyrus Booty anymore because I, I thought I thought one day I'll just try it. You know, let's see how that works. I'm like, mm, no, because I know I can eat that whole bag. I know I can. Yeah, I don't buy it either. I just can't because it is really anything puffy like cheese puffs or any of those. I know things. it's it's delicious. Yeah, well, they're I designed they're it. designed in a lab to be that way. And even you know, so yes. many of us when my boys were little, I was you know we we were very careful about because Will had the food sensitivities and so we right. didn't eat and you know we avoided the the artificial kind of stuff. But we ate a lot of ultra processed organic food. You know, we had organic juice boxes and we had organic macaroni and cheese. Annie's was the brand. Annie's mac and cheese and Annie's version of the SpaghettiOs. And, you know, I was like, look, we're doing so well. But, you know, that was before the, the terminology ultra processed was even had been invented yet. You know, they had, no one was using that terminology until I think 2017 is when they started using those words. And so we didn't know. <laughs> I just know I feel better when I'm eating things that grow. That's how I, 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 my kids and I used to do this funny little game in the car. And I talked about eating things that grow. And I said, do you think a Twinkie is something that grows? And they say, no. And I was like, well, what about if you ate, if you had to choose between a Twinkie and a broccoli? Well, broccoli is something that grows, but Twinkie tastes better. <laughs> <laughs> Not wow. to me anymore, right? No, right, right. Yeah, yeah it, it is interesting how your taste bud change. I'm, I'm a total food snob. But I've always kind of been a food snob. I just, especially with Weight Watchers, you know, it was like, if I have to pay for this with my points or whatever you want to call it, whatever they're doing now, I don't want to have to spend it on junk, you know, junky chocolate or anything else. But yeah, so I'm, I'm definitely a food snob. I, I admit it. <laughs> I'm I okay with that. Easy to do, be in San Francisco. Y'all have got amazing <laughs> food there, right? We do have amazing food. Oh, yeah. You, know, you better start looking up, not putting your list together on where you want to go eat. Well, I'm not going to have any say in that. I can't even pretend that I will because my daughter-in-law has very strong opinions about where we go eat. <laughs> oh, there you go. Okay. She, she's a vegetarian. And so, I mean, I will love anything she picks. and They know what, oh. what's good around them. And so anything oh. she picks. There's a will- famous vegetarian restaurant in called Greens. It's in okay. Fort Mason. That's right down the street from me. And it's really, really famous. Yeah. Well, that that sounds like it's definitely worth the trip. But I know she will have fabulous places picked out for us to go the whole that'll time. That'll be so fun. Oh, that'll <laughs> yeah. be fun. Yeah, I think so. What what so greens is the name of it, you said? Greens. Yeah, yeah. So um when I first started fasting, I did eighteen and it was like I was keeping notes on it and I was measuring every week. And I, I, I tell you what, I was just watching the inches go down. I don't remember what they were. I, I don't have them in front of me. I'm sorry. But I was really impressed with how fast it was. I know a lot of people have different journeys, but I had a pretty healthy lifestyle before then. So maybe I didn't have a lot to repair. I noticed my skin tags were the first things to go. That was so cool. And my hair is starting to come back, back in black from a, a quick coloring it in um 2020 and it's completely changed it's just really different i don't know if that has to do with to fasting or not well you know i, I hear that from people my hair did not I, my hair did not i've got a lot of gray going on underneath this blonde color. it's beautiful thank you thank you and a lot it, it gets a lot lighter in the summer when i'm out in the sun more but yeah do you remember where you started with your weight 
you started November sixth. Forty five. Okay, one forty five. So at one forty five. I thought I thought you had said that, but yeah, that was my high for that was my high for Weight Watchers, and then I I have dropped down to one twenty two, but that's really too little for me. I get I'm I'm freezing cold all the time, and I'm starving, so. I kind of keep it between 125 and I do that weight range and um, 125. And if I get to 128, I'm like, oh, you know, pull back. I remember reading a vi- um, or listening to um, Betty White's autobiography. She's so cute. God, I loved her. And she talked about how she's never had a weight problem. She said, I would just weigh myself every day. And if I had going up a little bit, I would just take out some of the fluff. If it was maybe a cocktail or some whipped cream, you know, on my dessert or maybe take out dessert and I would just rein it in right away and I never had to worry about it. You know, so she does, she did that naturally all her life. And that's exactly where I'm at right now. I, I weigh every day. I'm curious to see what it's going to be tomorrow because I haven't weighed in in 10 days since I was, I was just around the corner, but I did not use it. And you also don't want to use somebody else's scale. So that, I, right. <laughs> Other somebody else's no. scale. Well, there are two reasons you don't want to use someone else's scale. Number one, it might be calibrated differently than yours, and it won't give you. So if it's got, you know, if it's a couple pounds heavy, couple pounds lighter, it's it's not good data. But the yeah. second reason, you might have heard me say this a long time ago. We used to have a lady who cleaned our house when we lived in Augusta, and. And that this is before intermittent fasting or, or during. I, I stopped weighing on this scale, and I guess when I stopped weighing, it was a scale I had, but it was a smart scale. When you got on it, it automatically Bluetooth sent the information to uploaded it to the app. So like I knew oh, exactly funny. how much my cleaning lady weighed because <laughs> <laughs> she got on the scale while she was cleaning, and it sent it to my <laughs> app. Yeah, that's funny. The moral of the story is, everybody, do not weigh on someone else's scale now because it might send the information to their app. That's so funny. That's so funny. It was funny. I I didn't tell her, but. (laughs) One of the funny things is that when uh, John and I are here together, he's also fasting, by the way. He started last summer after vacation in July, and he went all the way through Christmas, and he just, like, you know, just, just like guys do, you know, got to his really slimmest weight and with that human growth hormone and him doing all his weights and everything, he just was really fabulous. And then, you know, he dropped off a little bit and now he's back on it, but we both like to eat dinner together because, you know, we both work all day, we're doing different things. And then we like to come together at dinner and eat. And unfortunately we eat too late. So I'd much rather eat a big meal in the middle of the day, like three or four o'clock and then not eat again until the next day. I love going to bed with my stomach feeling really small and flat and, and quiet, you know, not making all those noises. But we usually end up eating and well into eight o'clock at night. And then, you know, I start my fast and then it's, you know, so late the next day because I, I always aim for 18 hours, except for on the weekends, I'm a little bit more, a little more loose with that. Yeah, I I will go a little early. I always say that, but I end up not just because I'm working still. But you give yourself permission. You say, if I want to open earlier, I can, but then you just, it's it's kind of funny how once you know you have permission to do whatever you want, then you like don't feel like you want to necessarily, right? It's so true. As soon as that little thing, I, I, I've got hearing aids in 2020, which 2021 actually, hearing aids and silver hair. 
it's like, oh my God, I'm old all of a sudden. And the dings right in my ear. Sometimes it, for, all right, so if I'm if my goal is 18, sometimes at 14, I start thinking, oh, I want coffee with a little creamer in it. And I think about it and I think about it. I'm like, no, it's just a mental thought. I can wait. And then I just don't think about it anymore. And then the little dinger goes off in my ear and I'm busy. And so all of a sudden I forget about it. So it's really a mind game, isn't it? It's like when I want to do a meal this Monday, which I do every now and then, I can't set out on Monday morning and say, this is what we're doing today because I do not like to make that commitment. So instead, what I do is I will go up to 20 hours maybe, and then I'll say, "Mm, it's too late to eat now. I'll just wait till tomorrow. So I like to back into it. I'm not one to make a commitment. And I've I've done that. I've done a number of them. I'd say maybe in in all those months, maybe I've done 10 or 12. The, The longest I've ever fasted was 46 hours, and that was just totally accidental. I was involved in doing a project in the garage and I was too lazy to come upstairs and eat. And then it was late and I went to bed. So I was like, oh my gosh, 46 hours. That sounds like me. I could totally see that happening because you get in the middle of stuff. And I can remember moving is the main thing. If I'm moving, once I'm in a task or writing, if I'm moving or if I'm writing, I want to just keep going. I'm in the flow. I'm like packing the boxes or unpacking the boxes or putting things exactly. away. I don't, I don't want to stop. That's the right word, flow. Yeah, when I get in the flow of something, I don't want to quit doing it. And flow is brain food there, Jen. Flow is brain food. It's it's a happy place, so you don't need to change it. The other thing is is that when once I eat, I'm a little loopy. I'm a little bit more loopy. I'm not as sharp. So I made sure I didn't eat before I had our interview with you today because I just I want to I want to be sharp. That's, yeah, me too. I, I don't till after I record. So I like to, you know, I'm just mormonly sharp when I'm, when I'm in the fasted state. So, you know, I get it. So these last 10 days, every day I've eaten early and gone like 20, 22 hours. And it's just fabulous. It's, but I'm getting ready to go on vacation. So that's okay. <laughs> Where are y'all going? Russian River. Where is that? I go every year. It's uh, like North is it northeast, northwest? I always forget. I'm so bad with directions. It's um, the, the uh, Guerneville area. Okay. It's in California. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. 70 now minutes I away. I was thinking for some reason, I don't, I don't, my, my Western state's geography is not the best, but Uh-oh. I was thinking it might be like up in Washington or something, but it's not. Oh, no. It's California. only 70 minutes door to door. So that's it's not very bad. doable. Yeah. yeah that's not and bad. I, I got, I got an, I got a little car when my kids, uh, when, when I, um, when my kids left and I got the smallest trunk you could ever imagine. So I hardly have to pack anything. And now that I'm not eating breakfast or lunch, it's just so easy. It's just like, okay, you know, bring my, my workout clothes, my bathing suit, my hiking stuff. And my family's going to join me for only part of the time because my daughter's up in Washington and my son has a, a new job. So he's not, he's low man totem pole and my husband will come up. So so what's your vacation strategy? Oh, normal. I just, I, I don't eat until I'm um, ready to eat. And whenever that is, so, these are big foodie people, by the way, that we, there's 22 of us that all meet up there and they're like Hungarian and they, they cook and they eat and they are fabulous and lots of drinking. I don't drink, but lots of drinking and baking and, and, and we, we switch off nights for dinner. And I generally just do whatever I want to do when I'm up there. 
last year, uh, one of the girls made homemade pretzels that I had never had before. Oh my God, they were so good. And they were just like buttery and, and, and delicious. And she brought them out to the pool. <laughs> were they soft pretzels or crunchy pretzels? They were soft. Oh my God. They were so good. But they had a, the outside of them had a um, kind of like a skin on them. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't like, I don't know. They were delicious. Like they had a, a chewy coating kind of a thing. Yes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think it, I would even like it. And I tasted it. I was like, oh crap. Why did I, oops, sorry. Why did I taste that? <laughs> do they boil pretzels? Why am I thinking? Do they, is there like a, do they boil No, they're baked. Them? Are, and okay. you can get the recipe on, I want to say, um, King Arthur Flowers, where the recipe is, <laughs> in case now you're I'm interested. Gonna, I want to try making pretzels. <gasps> they're so, they're so delicious. They are so delicious. I, I, I'm i looking forward to having them this year. Every year they make something different. And one of the gals, they're so, one of the gals, I call her my heart sister, she makes this brownie thing that is like death by chocolate kind of thing. And I sometimes I just eat too much. And then the next day I'm like, why did I do that? I feel awful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we've all been there where we we ate more because the food is so delicious and we don't want to stop. And and you know you're not going to get it anymore. That's it. It's a one time. Well, because she's you got this good baker up there. I would be. I know. <laughs> there I know. Exactly. So you y'all stay pretty active up there. Yeah, there um, lots of hiking. We we go kayaking. Somebody brings a motorboat and we jump off and go swimming. It's it's on the river too. We don't swim in the river um every day we we had we changed resorts a couple years ago and this one is a little further from the river so we have to drive to the river we used to be right on the river before so and it's so much fun i met all of them up there at the river back when my daughter was two and um she's going to be 25 now i can't even believe my daughter's gonna be 25 my son's gonna be 30 this is a big year for them cal is 25 my son that lives in san francisco he's 25 and so i i get it it's hard to believe, isn't it? That they're growing up people. They just bought a condo and they just moved in and bought, bought all That's the That's exciting. I know. That's it's exciting. really, really exciting. I'm like, congratulations. Now you have a mortgage. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to adulting, right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Your other one's going to find his way too. It, it just takes some people longer. My, my son's got a very secure um, job that he wanted to do since he was eight years old. And, um, you know, that's, that's where he went. And my daughter, she just graduated with her bachelor's uh, in science, I'm sorry, biology. And she's not sure what she wants to do, you know, so she's, you know, getting other certifications and studying other stuff and working. They're they're both working people. So, you know, we find it. I'm still, I'm still looking. (laughs) I'm still trying to figure out what I want to do next. (laughs) There's so many things we can do, right? Yeah. My 23 year old, he's the artsy one. He's a musician and an artist and he's trying to figure out what he wants to do at 23. I think we put a lot of pressure on him to, to decide too early. Well, you know, it's hard to figure out what you want to do, right? I mean, look at you. Did you ever think you'd be doing podcasts and writing books at this stage of your life? No, uh, podcasting hadn't even been invented. And (laughs) (laughs) right. (laughs) I never even know. (laughs) I remember the first time I ever heard the word blog. I'm like, blog? What the heck is that? Yeah. Yeah. I was getting my, when I was getting my doctorate, there was one class I took and we had to create a vlog for it. And I'm like, Which what is, is uh, what is the vlog? I don't. Oh, a vlog. Funny, a vlog. Yeah. 
This was in maybe 2011 or something. And so I had to create a vlog and I had to like go buy a microphone and I had to like figure out software to record it. I had no idea what I was doing, but it's funny to think about back to those days. I created the vlog and <laughs> for my assignment, but, and here I am with a, with a podcast, but. <laughs> so I wanted to ask you a question. Do you ever just feel, do you feel a little loopy after you, after you eat as well? I mean, sometimes I've just, I've been writing down everything I eat and I'm like, I can't break my fast with cereal and, and oat milk. Cause that's just too much sugar dumping in my system at once. And I'm like, I'll, I'll, I'll eat that and I'll have to immediately fall asleep. So I'm very carbohydrate sensitive. So do you ever feel loopy after you eat or? I do not ever feel loopy. No. If, if I had cereal like that, I would feel, I would get like a crash. Like I would feel my blood sugar go up and then I would feel a crash and then I would feel like I needed a nap. So that, that doesn't work well for me at all. I've recently realized this is kind of crazy. And I guess it's because, you know, I did the whole food plant-based experiment for 60 days and didn't have any meat, eggs, or dairy. And I have realized now, this late in my life, at the age of 53, that eggs make me very sleepy. Like for me, eggs might as well be like a sleep sleeping pill. I mean, we had something the other day. It was a, a Green Chef meal, and it had eggs. I added an extra eggs. I like to put runny eggs on things. So I had two runny eggs on top. Those are the nights that I cannot keep my eyes open. I'm like falling asleep while we're watching TV at 8.30. And there was nothing else in there like like farro or... or when I, If I eat 100% whole food plant-based, no problem. It's when I chicken makes me really sleepy. Eggs make me really sleepy. Beef makes me not as sleepy as chicken and eggs. It's it's weird. I've I've finally figured out that connection. But if I dairy does not make me sleepy, but eggs and chicken especially. I, just, I don't know. It's so funny. But yeah, that makes I can't keep my eyes open. <laughs> wow. I can't I, I, I know that I should probably get off sugar. I love sugar. I just I love to eat desserts. I don't eat it all the time, but I do love it. And I really feel like there's arthritis in my family and I feel like it, that's probably somewhere I need to go, but you know, I've given everything else. <laughs> it seems like I, I should just hang on to sugar. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, the thing, the thing is there are a lot of ways to get the sweet treat feeling that you need. Like I, I think we're as humans hardwired to, to crave a little something sweet. It's like part of our biology and it's, you know, we're, we're meant to, but the difference is these ultra processed desserts and things that that's what our bodies are not like really adapted for. So, you know, like I've met, like we had ice cream for July 4th. We're recording this. It's July 6th, but we, Chad bought some ice cream for July 4th and we are still finishing it up. And you can just eat and eat and eat and eat it. No off switch, just like with the pirate booty. However, if after dinner I have a handful of dates, I don't want to just go back and eat more of those. Two or three is enough. I actually uh, love your dates and peanut butter that you talked about a while ago. Well, I don't ago. even put the peanut butter on them. I mean, it's delicious, but I I just eat the dates. And that's all. <laughs> I love dates, yeah. I also like sometimes I get these really soft prunes that... I know that just sounds so weird, but just for the for the sweetness part of it, you know, it's just like they're so sweet. I like sometimes that after dinner. 
Chad loves prunes. He loves them. He always has prunes in the refrigerator. He likes to eat them. them. I like dates. He likes prunes. Yeah, they just they just have that bad rap, like our grandparents were eating the prunes. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like a true. daily harvest smoothie. You know, if I make a daily harvest smoothie, then Chad and I will split one. Like that's enough. After dinner, half a smoothie with almond milk is enough. Whereas I could eat the whole pint of ice cream without stopping. So it's just a matter of, so you mentioned you might want to give up sugar, maybe find something else that, that meets that need that for the sweetness that you, that you do have an off switch for. That would be my suggestion. That's a great idea. That's a great idea. Because I just really think trying to fight against our cravings and what our bodies want, your body wants a little something sweet, it makes your brain happy. And I think like feeling like guilty for it is just how we've been programmed. <laughs> like, we're not supposed to want something sweet. It's okay, too. <laughs> switch it up. So you lost about about 20 pounds or so, and you're maintaining, and it's just you're right there within that three-pound range. Yeah, I really, I do. I, I'm down at I, I, sixes and fours on pants and jeans. I'm sorry, yeah, jeans and uh, shorts and I do a lot of exercise, though. As I mentioned, I teach water aerobics, and I'm walking all the time, and I'm outdoors a lot. Oh, and my garden. Uh, in 2020, we moved in 2019, and in 2020, all my work stopped. So I started gardening because my backyard was a mess, and I, I'm down there all the time. I love it. I just love it. And sometimes I bring some dogs down there with me who from the neighborhood that I'm watching or just to visit with me. But it's, it's huge. It's a huge garden for San Francisco, granted. <laughs> Most of our, our, our they're like uh, postage size, but this one is a pretty large size. And I, I planted grass, which ecologically is not that great of an idea with our water issue here. But I'm also, I have lots and lots of flowers and I have some, right now my cherry plum tree is just bursting with cherry plums. And I have um, some other fruit out there. I have a gooseberry area and I have some strawberries and beautiful flowers right now. I was just down there this morning. It's so gorgeous. So there's a lot of activity and I could stay down there all day long without eating at all. And it's no, here's the funny thing that was during 2020 when I quit doing water aerobics every single day, I thought, well, I'll just hang out there in the garden and, and do gardening, right? Well, I was drinking coffee with cream in it all day long and lemon fizzy water. And I barely hung on to my weight. So it really proved a point to me when you were talking in your book about, you know, no flavors. I was giving flavors to myself all day long thinking, oh, I'm, I'm fasting because I'm not eating anything. Boy, you don't know what you don't know. That's right. And as soon as you know, you know, that, that my, no, who was it that said it? Was it Maya Angelou? When you know better, you do better. I think that's her. And you know, that, that's the thing. You don't know, so you make the mistakes. And then you're like, oh, well, now I understand why I was hungry all the time. <laughs> all the time. That's the other thing is that with Weight Watchers, I'm not trying to downplay, I mean, to badmouth it, although I'm kind of sad that they, they stopped all their meetings in March. They just canceled everything. And now they're going over to drugs, which is such a terrible, terrible thing. Oh, no, yeah, that makes me disappointed as well. Mm-hmm. It makes me very disappointed. You know, they really promoted all snacks. Don't get hungry. Don't get hungry. And when I stopped eating snacks, I stopped being hungry. And that was the weird thing. I, that was just such a, 
that a non sequitur, you know, it did not seem like it, that would follow. I was just talking to this guy at the dog park yesterday and he was saying, oh yeah, I tried fasting, but I'm like, you know, you know, what's coming next. He's like, but I was got too hungry. I was like, okay, well, what were you, what were you taking into your coffee? Oh, I had just a little cream in my coffee. I'm like, okay, right Every there. Time. Every time. Every time. I couldn't do it. It's too hard. And, and you know, here's the other thing is I remember when my body switched over into fat burning, I was driving home from Sacramento. It's about a three hour ride. And I had, I was like so hungry. I was so hungry. I thought I was just going to die. And then all of a sudden I wasn't. And I was like, well, well what, what was that about? What happened? Did, did somebody say, Hey, go take it off my butt. I don't know, but it was just like, <laughs> eat my fat. Right. <laughs> I know. So I, I can tell when I've eaten too much sugar the day before my fast is harder the next day. I've, I've, I've refilled up my glycogen stores, I guess. But if I eat really clean the day before, like, you know, maybe just salad, I love salads and I, I put 101 things in my salads, you know, all sorts of different veggies and fruit and you different vinegars and oils and everything and some protein. When I eat like that, so I always break my fast with a with some nuts and a creamy coffee. That's my favorite thing to do. And then I'll wait a little while. I might go get go do some gardening or walk some dogs or do some, I, I'm also taking courses that I have to do for my my uh, certification. So I might just go get busy and then make dinner later. And then, you know, bam, I'm done. But sometimes I, after even having a snack and coffee, I'm just like not even hungry. It's like, I have to, well, I have to eat dinner now, but I, I eat so much less. It's amazing how much less I eat. I'm just flabbergasted by that. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Well, you know, you, you talked before something very interesting about how when you were going through Weight Watchers, the whole idea was snack, 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 never let yourself get hungry. We have been programmed from childhood to never let ourselves get hungry and we have our snacks in our purse. Our parents were carrying, well, mine, not back in our day, but now, you know, our kids, we carried around snacks in our purses in case they were going to be hungry. We could pull it out and, you know, I don't know what we thought would happen if you got hungry. You might die. I'm not sure. But, you know, all that happened was I became obese when I never let myself get hungry. So when I was doing the research for my second self-published book, Feast Without Fear, I wrote that one in 2017. It was the summer after I wrote Delay, Don't Deny. 
And it was pretty much because in the Facebook groups, we were having all the diet wars where people were arguing about what you should and shouldn't eat. And that was also when keto was really, really big with fasting. And so people were like, if you're not eating keto, you might as well not even be fasting. And I'm like, I don't feel like that's right. And why do some people feel good this way and some feel good another way? I want to get to the bottom of this. So I started researching you know, how, what, what should we be eating? And that's when I really went down the rabbit hole of bio-individuality and realized we're all different, huh? <laughs> but when I was researching for that, I started going down the rabbit hole of the blue zones and what these people eat. You know, the blue zones, you're familiar with the blue zones. These are people that Dan Butner, however you say his last name, has researched. He worked for National Geographic. And these, these blue zones around the world where people live longer and they're healthier. How do they eat? What do they do? Like Okinawa, Japan, and Greece, and Sardinia, and Italy, and uh, yeah, I'm somewhere in, I can't remember, in South America, and then Loma Linda, California, where the <laughs> Seventh-day Adventists live. <laughs> but one thing that was striking is they eat less. They eat less. Like, they do not eat as much. There was, like, some data that I, I dug into, some data set that compared, like, the number of calories people are eating in, in parts of the world, and they just eat less food, these people that live a long time. And, and so, you know, we worry so much about, gosh, you know, is fasting going to slow my metabolism? Am I eating enough? If you feel good and you have good energy, you are eating enough. You know, it's interesting. I feel that same way. But a funny thing happened to me the other day. I, I had been walking two different dogs during the same dog sit. So I had I was sleeping at one house and walking the other dog and, and back and forth. The next morning I woke up, I was so hungry at 930. And I never eat at 930 in the morning. But I couldn't, I just, I felt, I felt sick hungry, you know, and I was like, this isn't normal. So I, I ate and I, I, I barely made 14 hours. But, but I was just like, I have to. And I ate, I ate a lot of food that day, and I felt so much better. Your body told you that. You listened. Mm -hmm. it, it's so funny. The first time I ever did that, I couldn't stop thinking about tuna fish. I was like, oh, my God, I got to have some tuna fish. It's only 10 o'clock in the morning. It's, what a failure. And I'm like, no, your body's telling you. You need to eat something right now. It needs to be really good protein. And I did. I opened the can of tuna fish, and I sat there, and I ate it. Put it on, I, and I always put it on a plate. Put it on a plate. And I was, I was like, oh, this is exactly what I needed. I posted about it in the group, and they were all like, well, no, you were listening to your body. You're not a failure. You're like, you're 100%. getting that. Yep. I, once you get really connected with your hunger signals, you'll know. And, and here's a little something to keep in mind. If you're craving tuna fish and you're like, I can't wait to eat the tuna fish, that's real hunger. If you're like, man, I wish I had that donut and the creamy coffee, that is probably a lie. <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. If your body's like, man, I wish I could eat an apple or I wish I had some beans, you're probably hungry. If it's a cookie, no. <laughs> I was listening to you talk about mental hunger and the idea of hunger. And I really just, you, I, I can't remember who you were talking to. It was yesterday's. And, and you were saying, I can't do intuitive eating because... If I ask myself if I'm hungry, I'll always say yes. <laughs> that was when I was eating all day. It, it, intermittent fasting has allowed me to become an intuitive eater. But when I ate all day long, there was no intuition. <laughs> but you would say you're an intuitive eater now, right? I am. I always aim for 18. 
14 is the ceiling. Like, I don't want to ever go underneath that. But if I had to, I would, because, you know, obviously if I had to, I'd like, like if I felt the other day I had to, I always like 14 is like the minimum. 18 is the goal. And then um, anything after 18, I feel like I'm just doing some body repair. You know, there's something going on there, there, you know, maybe some of those wrinkles are leaving, or maybe I'm getting some black, black in my hair. But I just, I, I, I love longer is better, but I ha- try not to do that other side of that mentality of, you know, 46 hours, I've got to do it. I just want to go, I want to, I want to have wiggle room and feel it naturally. You know, I also am not interested in doing like every day eating at three o'clock. I like sometimes eating early and then being done with it. And sometimes I eat later. So I'm really flip-flopping. And I like keeping my body guessing, I think. I I think that's a really good thing, actually. I think so, too. I actually am a big fan of of changing things up day to day, listening to your body. Everything's not always the same. We're more likely to plateau if we're doing the same exact thing day to day. You know, homeostasis, right? Our body settles in. It's like, okay, this is what we're doing. You know, if you ate the exact same thing every day in the exact same window, you would settle, your body would adapt to that. But if you switch it up, your body has to, you keeping it guessing. That's <laughs> that's a good way of thinking about it. So um, tell me some of you, have you had any health benefits that you can identify? Any health victories? Um, or you were just always so healthy, maybe... I've been pretty healthy. Um, I have had my doctors along with this on this whole journey with me. And I've done I've done my blood work like every three months. And he's just like amazed. He's like, this is really great. You know, everything I have high cholesterol, the family kind versus the food kind, which I never even knew about until all of a sudden it went up to almost like 300. And and I said, let give me a little bit of time to, you know, see if I can fix this. I couldn't fix it no matter what I did. So, I mean, I went off shrimp and all the foods I love and it wasn't going anywhere. So as soon as I went on low cholesterol, it went dropped right down. He says, you've had a radical response to it. So, um, but my, um, everything is, all my blood works really good. My blood pressure still is really wonky. Like I, I, I still go up. Like if, if, if I have a stressful situation, like I had a breast cancer um, follow-up the other day, and when I sat down, it was 176, which is way up there. And I said, "Look, this is the white coat syndrome. Let's 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 do it again after you know after the appointment." And we did, and um, it was you know down back to normal. By the way, my my OB no my my GYN is also an oncologist, so she has a double doctorate and. She's an intermittent faster, and she says, "I love it." Yes. Oh, I sent you that article about breast cancer and intermittent fasting a while ago. She thinks that everyone in the medical community agrees—not everyone, but you know what I mean. There's a great majority of people in the medical community who believe that women of a certain age entering menopause should be doing fasting. My breast cancer was a wonky gene that was lying in wait. It wasn't hereditary. And so I really honestly feel, Jen, that had I been fasting prior to this, it would have gone taken care of itself through autophagy. That's just my opinion. Yeah, it's hard to obviously to know, but you know, I, I think our bodies can do a lot of things. I love, I just want to go back to what you said. Your your female oncologist GYN doctor 
does intermittent fasting and believes that women should do it. And, you know, we've, we're getting so many mixed messages. And this was is a recent trend, this whole idea that women have to be super careful in all these different ways with fasting. And that that's just, you know, more and more people are, are saying that just because I think the more people say it, the more people say it. You know, it's like, oh, well, let's just say that. But to hear a gynecologist, oncologist who says, no, this is fabulous for women, she said it's not not only fabulous, it's highly recommended because of all the things that start going wonky when you no longer have estrogen going on in your body. There's a lot of research out there. I've just been scraping the surface of it, looking into it because I love to research. I'm like you. I just I, I was like, why is that happening? And then I just like go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> well, it's just you know, when things start to become repeated, just like breakfast is the most important meal of the day. People start repeating it, repeating it, repeating it, and everyone believes that. And they're like, well, that's true. I've heard it all my life. And so this this new idea that women have to fast differently certain times of the month or that women have to be careful and you shouldn't fast. And, you know, no one ever said women should not eat 1,200 calories a day or 1,000 calories a day because that's too restrictive. So, you know, that's what's bad for our bodies is over-restriction. So no one should be doing intermittent fasting in a way that feels over restrict, overly restrictive. But we shouldn't be doing that in any way. We, we need to nourish our bodies well. So, so you were asking about the, the health benefits. My nails are growing like crazy. My skin is really, really good. My, I feel like I just... I just have found that sweet spot for me. You know, I don't have to really think about calories or points or, you know, I, I what I really have to think about is how much food can I get in me before I'm full because I need to eat nutrients, right? <laughs> because so much, so much less food satisfies me now. It's just amazing. My husband noticed that too. It's really funny. You know, first time I ever noticed that I was eating my favorite pizza from my favorite restaurant. We brought brought it home and I was eating my second piece. I on Weight Watchers I had a rule I never ate a second piece. I was eating my second piece and I was like, Oh, that was so good. I think I want another one. So I started eating a third piece. I'm like, cause I can. And halfway through I'm like, I can't eat another bite. And I threw it away. I was amazed. I've never done that in my life. The one problem I have is if I eat early in the day and don't close my window, like let's say I go out to lunch, girlfriend wants to go out to lunch, we go out to lunch, we have a wonderful meal, I don't need to eat another thing. I think if I don't click that app and say, oh, I'm done eating for the day, my little brain starts going, wow, wouldn't it be nice to go have a non-alcoholic beer in the sunshine? The sun's shining. Let's go out in the backyard. Let's go in the garden and have one. But I don't really need it, you know? So a lot of times I have a conversation between my brain and my stomach. Meanwhile, my stomach is down there working with all this big food it just had. It's like, leave me alone. I'm busy. <laughs> you got to talk your brain out of having it. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I've written about this a lot in uh, The Fasting Highway and, and said about the conversations between my, my brain and my tummy. Just because I, my window's open... I could have some ice cream later on, but I never like to eat ice cream only by itself. I like to eat it after dinner because I can't eat straight sugar. So I'm like, do I really need that? No, I don't need it. Close your window. And then I feel so calm. I don't have to yeah. think about it anymore. Talking about it. All right. The choice is gone. You don't have to make it anymore. We yes. are almost out of time. Okay. What would you tell someone just starting out with intermittent fasting or what do you wish you knew when you first started? Well, I knew everything. Thank you very much because of your book. Oh, well, good. <laughs> I 
tell them, I always recommend your book and, um, Oh my God, the fasting highway. I love that. And Jason Fong. I just love his information too. And I tell him, start slow, take, dip your toe in there and put breakfast off a little bit and try, try that. I have a bunch of people I am mentoring just so you know, I love that. And they're all doing, they're all doing really well. Um, I have two who fell off and decided that they didn't want to do it anymore. And I'm not ever going to talk to them about it. They just see me and they know, but I'm not, I like to say, I don't advertise, I attract. There you go. They see what was happened with me and they know that because now it's happened year after year after year that they're seeing me. They're going to see me second summer in a row, third summer in a row. So I don't, I don't talk about it unless they bring it up because I don't want to be one of those. That's me just too. boring. Even me. You know, I've got family members that could benefit from fasting. I could, it would change their life. They've got the books. They know I wrote them. I'm here if they need me. I don't push it. And, you know, that's, that's all but you can do. if somebody do. asks me, I will tell them as much as they want to hear, you know. I want to tell them as much as they, they want to hear and um, some of the benefits and, you know, like the autophagy and the, and the mental clarity and everything. So I will tell them, start small. A lot of people, I heard you on the saying that 12 hours was like the, what everyone thinks is fasting these days. Well, 12 hours is, it's okay. It's, it's a good start, but the more you add a little bit to it, I think the better benefit you have. So, but start small and read everything you can from recognized sources, not YouTube or Instagram. I mean, some of those some of those places are crazy. <laughs> and one thing about the YouTube creators that I've noticed, there are some YouTube creators that create a lot of content. And if they put out a whole lot of content, they put out contradictory content. Like if their their job is putting out YouTube content, they'll put out a video that contradicts another video. And the, Yeah. <laughs> but I would not use that as my source. <laughs> As, as an investigative reporter, I always want to know my source. That's that's the real thing. Is, you Absolutely. Know, yeah. Well, Jackie, it has been so much fun to talk to you today. And thank you so much for sharing your story. Thank you so much. You've changed my life, Jen. I, I love you so much. Do you have an intermittent fasting story to tell? Email me at jen at intermittentfastingstories.com and I'll add you to the lineup. That's G-I-N at intermittentfastingstories.com. The world wants to hear your story. That's it for today. Remember, I may have a doctorate, but I'm not a medical doctor. So don't use anything you hear on this podcast as a substitute for medical advice. Please always check with your doctor or healthcare provider if you have medical questions. I'll talk to you next week, Fasting Family, where we will hear another inspiring story. Have a great week and fast on. Intermittent Fasting Stories is edited, mixed, and mastered by Resonate Recordings. To learn more, visit them at ResonateRecordings.com or email them at hello at ResonateRecordings.com. Intermittent Fasting Stories listeners will receive a free offer if you mention that you heard it on the podcast. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. 
book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.